Hey again, uh, Nabil here. Uh, basically, last week there was no episode because we were scheduling out a sort of. I was scheduling out this month and next month's episodes and what topics we were going to talk about in them. But um, Eric and Sharif's schedules have been swamped by assignments they've been given in college, so we couldn't find a set time to sit down and record, and that led to all of this really. So we didn't have an episode last week. Um, this week though. I'm recording with a friend of mine by the name of Ryan. He has a YouTube channel in the description and he has a album that he's dropped today, the episode that the day this episode is releasing. Uh, that should be in the description if it's out already. If it's not, um, I'll make sure to update the description when it's out and put it in. But um, yeah, we talked about morals, we talked about morality questions. I put Ryan through the ringer um, with some very difficult questions. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Uh, I'd like to hear what some of you would uh, do in these situations. Um, next week, Ryan might be back again. Might be Eric and Sharif. We don't know right now. Uh, you'll have to wait and see. Um, that's about it. We ho- I hope you enjoy the episode. And I hope to see you again next week. Have a good day. Welcome back to another episode of the Internet Cafe Podcast with me, Nabil. Uh, this week, Eric and Sharif have been swamped with assignments from college. So I brought on another guest. Uh, this week is my good friend, Ryan. Ryan Ziganoff, how are you? This week, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here to take over Sharif and Eric's place for now. But yeah. I'll be gone. Or I might be back. You might be back next week, depending, depending on, on uh, reception. <laughs> um, yeah, so this crazy? week, um, I didn't have any sort of big topics to talk about. Nothing too serious. Uh, a lot has happened, but it's a lot of sort of like general stuff. So instead, I'm going to read you a scenario of a streamer it's from Twitch. You know mm-hmm. what Twitch is, I presume? Okay, okay. Yeah, I know. What, yeah. Um, so this is a female streamer. And this is what happened mm-hmm. while she was streaming. So I want you to put I want you to put yourself in her shoes. And I want you to imagine you're this person. Okay, I'm a girl. I'm a girl, uh, yes, right. Girls have long hair. That is being abused. <laughs> <laughs> and people ask for news constantly oh, okay, okay. people abuse or chat and stuff um, but I want you to put your shoes in this person's shoes and tell me what you would do in this situation okay mm-hmm. okay so while streaming your dad calls you right when you pick up a Phone guy call, yeah. yes a guy demands yeah. you this is while streaming of course a guy demands that you must show your boobs on stream he said that if you refuse he will slit your dad's throat who, according to him, was lying tied up on the floor. He kept calling you horrible things and even dropped your address in order to terrify you even more. You tried to reason with them after you refused to show your boobs because he uh, he wouldn't let you speak to your dad. Uh, he said he killed your dad, okay? Seconds after he kills your dad, your mod writes in chat that he has contacted his uncle who contacted his dad. Now, what do you do in this situation? Somebody I've just heard of this. You. This happened recently, didn't it? It did. It did. Somebody just called you and they said that they've... Let's say, would you decide to show your boobs on stream or would you not? Let's track back. See, like, I... Uh, see, fair dues to her for, for holding out and actually, you know, not directly doing that because that is her livelihood. If she does that, the yeah, whole that channel true. gets taken down. That is very true. That, the idea is, like, if you, anyone... Depending on how they found your number you know they might not or they might have that 
be in that situation so like for instance if this person rings up and says show your boobs on stream or we're gonna kill your dad like it's up to the i mean if the person's been on the internet long enough they'll understand that it could be a big troll but i i feel for her like she must have been absolutely terrified in the situation if i was in that situation i don't think i'd be smart enough to to we like to weave my way out of it i think i'd end up same here i was reading this and i thought and i thought like what balls i'd end up doing it like i wouldn't think i'd have and they even drop your address as well yeah it's like wow she doesn't do it i mean if this was true that'd be yeah yeah if you know then they've just killed her dad but she doesn't do it so one of her mods um types in chat that she contacted her uncle uh, who contacted the dad saying that he was fine and he was asleep even uh, after hearing the news, hmm. she hangs up on the guy. She calls the police, um, and that's pretty much the the end of the story. That she calls the police, trying to, and they're tracking the guy now and they're trying to find him. Um, but it's like, do you think that there's any chance that they'll actually find the oh, guy? No, they, they I, will, I, I highly do. I think they will, you know, because they will, like, just would they? I mean, you think they will? I think they 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 should be able to. I mean, I hope they do eventually. But do you reckon it's someone she knows or someone that... I don't think that, I think it's somebody like, who frequents her a, chat. a person on the stream. Said, yeah, it's mm. gotta be somebody who frequents her chat because yeah. there's no way that in the short... Well, I mean, they could in a short amount of time find her address and, you know, hack her phone and find that, this, that, and the other. But it's like, all that leading mm. to that and it's like, all these things that happen that pierce together and all these things that come together and it's like, wow... Imagine what situation, like a position you have to be in. That's such a yeah. That's such a. I, I couldn't even imagine it. It's such a like gripping position that you are in. Like if you do this, your livelihood is over for then. And you're also there's a lot of embarrassment that comes with that. But then if this is true, then something awful could happen, happened, which is yeah. unlikely to happen. But the the fact that the, this person's address was dropped and you know, hmm. just. I think. The first sus thing, like the first sign that I would have probably called my dad if I was this, if I was this woman in the situation, is that the number mm. came up as like it didn't come up as dad in in on her phone. It came up as like a different number. So. Oh, was it? Yeah, oh, I didn't. didn't I actually didn't hear in in detail on the story, but I just heard yeah, yeah, of no, the story. I can't imagine it came up as dad because then they'd have to be somebody as close to her, which means that she'd recognize the voice and then be able to, you know. Um, persecute the person was there a second voice have you have you seen the clip yours no no i i like i saw the the tweet and then oh. i looked up the clip the clip and it was it wasn't on it wasn't on um speaker but basically they uh-huh uh they didn't make it seem like there was two people they only said that you know they kind of like dropped the phone for a bit and then came back to make it seem like he went to go yeah. and talk to the dad but like mm. i think yeah okay in that, that situation is too um I probably would have called my dad, you know, as soon as he they said, "I'm going to kill your dad." I think I would have called my dad immediately. Then I, I think maybe since dad. it's the internet and people can find your location, your address, your phone number, your any government details yeah, yeah. at this rate, you know, like you'd have to understand that that comes with being online, but also be like that would be scary. Like I can't imagine myself in any pos any other position than being scared yeah, or any other emotion it's so it's insane and on like on this tangent i went and i did like a deep dive of female streamers on twitch 
and what they had to deal with and like the stuff you find is insane um a streamer by the name of sweet anita right she's a streamer with tourette's and she streams on, on twitch she's from england basically something i can't remember what like led up to um what was happening but a guy said that he would end up stab- stabbing her right and obviously she's not going to believe it because you know just some random guy on the internet ends up stabbing her mm. so he then drops her location and says that a shop he saw her at a shop that's near her house so then obviously she freaked the fuck out and contacted police and they found the guy eventually mm. who uh, i think they found the guy eventually um who was threatening her but it's like all this stuff they have to go through just for streaming on twitch and it's like ah oh, man it is yeah it's a thing that comes with being kind of like like famous and you can see if you watch any any big youtuber that you watch on youtube has had an experience like this because it's just there's always some most of the people have good intentions but some people have some really bad intentions and they one person to just all exactly really yeah it's insane with the case with sweet anita like she i've yeah i've heard of her this was she's from the uk right yeah 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 fuck jesus christ yeah it's exactly see what i mean you just said there it's it's one person that can do this and this will probably affect them for the rest of their career the rest of their life maybe yeah really it's it's a horrible thing to think about Mm. so very immoral thing to think about but so what i'm going to do now is we're going to move on to some moral dilemmas that um, I'm going to put you through mm. that you have to decide okay. which one you're going to do, right? So this right. one's titled Your Best Friend's Wedding. You're at your best friend's wedding just before an hour before the ceremony starts. Earlier that day, you come across definitive proof that your best friend's spouse-to-be is having an affair with the man with the best man slash maid of honor, any of them. Uh, and you catch them mm-hmm. sneaking out a room together looking disheveled. If you tell your friend about the affair, their day will be ruined, but you don't want th- them to marry a cheater. So what do you do? Quite a simple one, to be honest, but what do you do here? Well, you tell them. The honesty, the, a lie hurts way more than the truth. In this case scenario, it's a very much... Um, that it's a, it's tell them and stop them from going through a heartbreak later on in the marriage. Yeah, yeah, especially like would you rather prolong that having that knowledge let's say you found out and instead of doing it after the wedding day you do it on the day which would be worse for them that's true if you want to do it as soon as possible and remove them from my heartbreak because you know it's not like it's a relationship where i think you'd maybe give it a bit more time but even still you might still tell uh, immediately but a marriage that's crazy that's, that's a crazy one. I bet are there worse ones than this now oh, because, of course like... there are of course there are this is, <laughs> it has to start off light but it can't go straight into the darker ones <laughs> no. um, but 80, 87% of people agreed with you and 30% said they'd say nothing um, and be a supportive friend and participate no I could not you you can't say nothing in that situation. Maybe maybe even still be- before the wedding goes on, they can save a bit of money on stuff that they bought. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know even if it's not hard. <laughs> Returning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So the next one, you're an eyewitness to a crime. A man has robbed a bank, but instead of keeping the money for himself, he donates it to a poor orphanage that can now feed, clothe, and care for its children. You know who committed the crime. If you go to the authorities with the information. Uh, the money will be returned to the bank, so they'll take the money from the orphanage, um, leaving a lot of kids in need. What do you do? Do you turn in the robber, or do you say nothing? 
I say nothing. I didn't see anything in that situation, man. That's, oh, that's a, see, like, banks can survive that sort of stuff. They're trained to just hand over the money. They're not trained to defend the money. So that's clearly they have much, much, much more. I don't condone the fact that bossing into a fucking bank and taking all the money is a good thing to do, even, even if you have good intentions, but... You know, because it's like, like, let's say you get into the detail of it. If you go in and you, first of all, there's, there's, um, what's the word? Intimidation. So intimidation can have long lasting effects on the bank tellers. If you take all of the money in there, you take it out of there. The banks won't really care. The only thing that would matter to me would probably be intimidation to the tellers and people inside. But other than that. Not really, not much. That's true. Yeah, again, you're with the majority. 77% said they'd say nothing, and 23% said they returned the money. Mm-hmm. Okay, so company, this one's called company policy, right? You have a job as a network administrator for a company that also employs your best friend's husband, or your best friend's wife, whatever it is, right? One day, the friend's wife sends you a message asking you to release an email. This requires you to open an email, to open the email, which at which point you discover that it's a correspondence between the wife, the friend's wife, and their secret lover. After releasing the email, you find yourself in a pickle. Your instinct is to tell the best friend about the husband about the wife's infidelities, but divulging the contents of the company email is against company policy and you could lose your job. Once it becomes plain that your best friend found out and about his about their cheating wife through a company email, all trails will inevitably lead to you as a leak. So basically you can leak the email but they'll know that it was you who leaked the email and they'll fire you or ah. they'll not leak the email and keep your job i was about to say to yes sneak it, leak i was about to say sneak leak but dep- yeah but if see you like leak it they'll know who it is like, yeah yeah there's no there's no way around it as you said there but oh that's a tough one like is it about going with you know saving your own job or saving leaking the email god Nabil, why'd you do this? It gets worse. It gets worse, let me tell you. Oh, God. What, let me, before I give my answer, I have my answer, but what would you say? Oh, uh, see, okay. I wasn't prepared to answer these questions, but since you're putting me on, <laughs> since you're putting me on the rope here, I'd say that I'd, I think I would give it up. I'd give up. Do you the, know what? The email. I would give up the job. Yeah, I think I'd give up the email because I think it's just like a horrible thing to have on your conscience always. Yeah. And like, even if you do provide the information, even in secret, they'll know instantly that the wife will know instantly that you're the one who told, and then they can just get you yeah, fired and then be fired. And that could it depends. Your chances in <laughs> this might sound awful, but this it kind of depends on how close the person is to me. If I <laughs> like, this is your best friend. No, you're making sure. Actually, you know what? I can't. Okay, if it's my best friend, for sure the email's going out there. But like, like, if it's someone I speak to on a daily basis, yeah, that too, I'd probably I release think it. I'd still, I'd still release it then. But if it's somebody I hate, yeah. then I'd be like, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw no email, <laughs> no contents. <laughs> yeah, okay, this one was a bit, a bit more even. If fifty-nine percent said they'd be loyal, and then forty-one percent said they'd, uh, they wouldn't risk their job. Yeah, these are literally like you <laughs> you lose or you lose <laughs> like yeah you lose both ways okay so um this one you've been on a cruise for two days and there's an accident that forces everyone to abandon ship 
During this evacuation, one of the evacuation ships are damaged. Basically what happens is that you can... You and your friend have been split up into two boats. In your boat, uh, you will... Let me read this again. In your boat, you only have five hours. It's a damaged boat that you can, you've can you mm. entered. And there's five hours until the boat sinks. And everybody on the boat will die. Okay? But your mm. friend um, can allow you to jump ship. And you will go on their boat, uh, which means that your original boat that you left will sink even faster because not enough people bring you out the water to um to you know before it sinks so okay. then there'll be two hours left they you have to hope they're saved in two hours so you can definitely save your life uh but hope that the other people are saved in two hours or you can stay on your ship and extend that two hours to five hours in hopes of being saved which one do you do so it's on, it's on you. It's on you. This is literally on you. You can save how your long, life for definite. How long does the other lifeboat last? If you save your life, you'll have two hours. If, They'll have two hours, sorry. If you jump ship and save your life 100%, the people on the other boat who are trying to, like, you know, displace the water so that they can stay afloat will only have two hours okay, so to be saved. What about the other boat? You said you're jumping ship to the, the other, other boat. The other boat, they're perfectly fine. They're perfectly fine. It's your friend giving what? you an option here. Are they sailing away or are they, they are sticking together away. like they in Titanic? Away. They don't have any That's sort of like That's any, stupid. <laughs> any um any like paddles or anything. So you can either uh, jump ship, save your life hundred percent, or stay on the ship and hope that you're saved in five hours. I'm getting I'm getting into the details too much. I like like how many people are on the boat with you. It doesn't matter. All you need to know is that Yeah, it doesn't really though. Your does ship it? will sink in five hours if you stay or it will sink in two hours but you can jump to your friend's ship and be saved 100% but you're risking all the other people's lives on the other ship god damn it that's a tough one again ah uh, um uh like honestly honestly mm. like I'm not even going to jump skip around it I would probably jump to the other ship hmm that might sound selfish and it might be the like the option that would but it's like i'm being honest yeah you i know? can understand and i'm not gonna like put any mental weight and saying that oh your mom's on that ship or whatever it's random people <laughs> you don't know any of them and you know it's like so let's see i i mean i want to say i jump ship as well but that's a very selfish thing to do and like think okay so like basically it's I know it's selfish, but you don't owe anything to those people. Exactly. In the minority here, 32% said they jump ship and 68% yeah. said they stay. And I think that in this scenario, I think, I don't know about you, but I definitely have Titanic in my mind as like the yeah, scenario. Yeah, where they would just stay together. Um, but I think that nowadays you'd be saved a lot quicker and that getting people to safety would be a lot. Um, yeah. Five hours, you'd definitely be saved. So that's so why I think a lot of people are saying they'd stay. For the but a lot of people are not being honest either. They're trying to say like, yeah, exactly. I do this, but deep down they probably wouldn't and like. You save yourself. I guess you'd have to hope they save yeah. in two hours. They'd be saving two hours. Yeah. Okay. Five hours is there's a big difference between five hours and two yeah. hours. Two hours seems like about five minutes, but then five hours can be long. So exactly. I could yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is yeah. a very deep one. Um, life and death here. You're involved in a two-car crash on your way to work one morning. In 
which you accidentally hit and kill a pedestrian. As you get out of the car, you are intercepted by a tearful woman who seems to think that she hit and killed a pedestrian. You're not sure why she thinks that she hit the person, but she is convinced that 100% that she killed the person. There's only you, the woman, and the person you hit on the road. No witnesses. You know that whoever is deemed responsible will probably be sent to jail. What do you do? Do you confess and be sent to jail for a crime you committed? Or do you allow the woman to take the blame and let her be locked away for a crime that she thinks no, no way. she that's, committed and that that's 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 mental stress and lies if you if you let the woman take that i confess man that is you know wait in what so the person has just walked onto the road and you've hit them with your car yes this is completely okay. your fault 100 this is your fault you are being but you haven't seen them or and you were on your phone let's say you were on your phone you were on your oh, phone okay let's say you're on your phone uh you didn't that's you thought that the, you know the crosswalk was clear but it clearly wasn't somebody comes on and you end up killing them but the other person that that's was, not like murder that's vehicular manslaughter and like that is that way uh, the difference between like murder very big yeah so like you can't murder. and especially you can't put that on someone when you know you did it so definitely yeah i definitely confess yeah, I that I one that as well um 75 agree with you and 25 percent said that they couldn't um they couldn't uh you know wait you said there was one more witness no there's no witnesses no witnesses oh just yeah. you and the woman yeah so you can completely put the blame on her and then no um, no no okay so the penalty here it says in america for a vehicular manslaughter is 12 years 0 to 12 years oh fuck yeah so um i oh, think fuck. i'd even still i'd still take i couldn't like that would just be such a daunting thing to take the yeah no still there's no doubt in my mind i would say otherwise i wouldn't choose anything else how could you choose anything else and put that on a on a yeah, innocent woman who is just going be, about her day that would be so horrible I don't yeah know, not, I, like i know we just said earlier on that we'd save ourselves and leave the other 10 i know but the, there's there's differences but in it's the, here now you know you've she knows that she believes she truly believes yeah. that she like the they're yeah yeah okay so, yeah the next one how many are left i think there's four left okay there's four left nearly there right nearly there you're at a beach family is oh, vacationing my. alone on a private stretch of beach with no private stretch of beach with no lifeguard your daughter and your niece both seven and your are, are your best friends are they are best friends and eager to get into the water you caution them to wait until the water is calm but they defy you and sneak anyway soon you hear screams of distress and you find both of them caught in a strong current you are only strong enough you're only you're a strong swimmer only enough to save one of them uh, but you can yeah you can only save one at a time your niece is a very poor swimmer and likely won't make it much longer your daughter is a stronger swimmer but only has a 50 percent chance of, of holding long enough for you to come back who do you save first your niece who um is a very poor swimmer and will definitely definitely die if you go and save your daughter but your daughter has a 50 percent chance to survive if you save your niece first or do you save your daughter and let your niece 100 percent die because you can't bear to lose your own child so one of them is gonna die in any situation well your niece is well, gonna die definitely of, yeah and your daughter has a 50 one is gonna to yeah 50 percent so one of them is gonna die for sure if you save one and then yes. the other one is okay this is um, a very tough one. instinctively in the situation on the way i'd react to things i reckon i'd probably go for the my daughter first mm. 
I like see like if you think about it just like in the situation do you so like ah I keep I keep going into the detail too much man. no you can no you can, <laughs> you can you can it's fine. I'm trying That's to say like in the situation you, you don't know the odds of going yes. into you don't know the water and this is kind of like second calculations like yeah. instant calculations you do in your head you say okay my daughter is yeah. a strong enough swimmer she has a half and half chance to survive my niece is a poor swimmer she's gonna die if i don't save her what do i do the amount of people that drown a year because of currents is absolutely insane yeah, it's, it's insanity. Like, you might have good swimming but it doesn't matter the yeah. currents will pull you down and like in this like case when i was when i was reading this one i was like okay thinking of the after effects of this one because it's like yeah because then your brother or dead. sister my daughter has, has passed away yeah and you know i've saved my brother or sister's daughter but then if i go to my brother or sister's daughter who they you know put in my hands or my responsibility to tell them that i yeah. couldn't save them it's like heart-wrenching it's a horrible thing so if you know, it is if it's if it if so it's just you with the both of them it's is just it? you nobody else oh damn this is that's a, way too tough very hard one i think in this scenario I'd I'd save my niece, I'd save the niece, and I'd pray that the daughter would be strong enough to hold out until I can come back and rescue her. Because like oh, thinking man. about the whole the whole thing, coming back to my wife, telling her that I did indeed save my brother or sister's child, but I did lose our child because I was saving theirs. Oh, it's such a heart wrenching. It's to think too about. tough. It's too tough. There's too many that are too yeah. tough. That it, like say, these think, moral questions are, yeah, are lose lose. I'd go with my niece for this one. There's a but fifty percent chance. That's a big chance. Yeah. You know. Whoa. That's a that is literally a dice roll. And it is. Whoa, if whoa, you if you get both the daughters to live, oh, I mean, I, I, oh my yeah, gosh. you you. You saved it then, you know, but fifty yeah, percent. Ah, would I take the dice roll? It's a low chance at the same time. It's yeah, I'd, I. Oh, yeah. Let's say the niece. I okay. would go well, and save. Sixty-one percent said they'd save the niece, and then thirty-nine percent said they'd save their daughter. Because you're definitely. That's so close. That's that's really close. I think it's the fact that you're. There's definitely, no outstanding majority with you're that. Definitely losing one. In one yeah. scenario. And you're not losing another in the other but one. But it's your child, then. Okay, another correlated one. Hip hip hooray. You're an EMT oh. on the scene of a car crash and involves your spouse and the lover you didn't know they had. They are both grave. They are both gravely injured. Your spouse's injuries are the worst. They're they're worse off. You can tell it's unlikely they will pull through. Meanwhile, the lover has a neck wound that will prove fatal if the pressure if pressure isn't applied soon. Whom do you choose to work on first? My spouse. Fuck the lover. Okay. Fuck him. So <laughs> like, let me try and make it a bit more I, difficult for you, right? Just, but, the spouse okay. may not survive, even if you if if you if you if you um if you save them. Um, don't have an emotion when it comes to like situations like that, because there's people screaming. There's pe there's this and that havoc going on all over the place you have to technically be emotionless and just get in there and get get safe get everyone alive so when like if i had to choose between the spouse wait so the spouse has a has a chance of the living spouse, or uh, has even if you save them right the spouse 
can possibly let's say it's a 50 50 again let's put a 50 50 on it 50 50 chance the spouse will die even okay. after you save them but that means that the lover will definitely die but if you save the lover they can be definitely saved if you save them first they'll definitely be saved but your wife will um will definitely like die i don't think you can have any um positive emotions in that yeah, situation i think i'd probably save the 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 lover but like if the spouse dies then i mean like you, you weren't gonna have a relationship with that person anymore yeah, were you again, it's a unless you want to work like through but then again how i see this one yeah is like being an emt a very horrible job i don't think i could ever do it um being one you'd yeah. have to go instinctively who you can save Cred for saving lives I credit number to one. who does work Huge like that. EMPs, especially now in yeah, the pandemic man. but like oh my god having to... there's a girl did you know there's a girl our age who is a trainee medical doctor who's doing all this stuff at the moment that's insane. it's uh that's actually big insane. respect to those like, people man huge respect to them um before i go on a tangent about emts i'm gonna quickly answer this like being mm -hmm. an emt you'd have to like instinctively you have to choose you have to save lives that's the number one priority saving lives and i think that in a situation where you're left you're you have something where you can see that if you save this person still 50 50 chance they're going to die but if you save this person they're definitely going to be alive after it i think i'd have to save the save the lover instead of the spouse yeah no you i instinctively as an as a person who is supposed to save lives you'd save as much as you can so you go for the one that you can save and then at the end of the day what happens happens you it's out of your control to be honest that is true and uh, at, 60, that, at that rate you're trying to yeah. save who you can but it's a troll 60 percent uh on the lover 60 40 yeah very close again and um quick tangent on emts i was going to say is that um like when i'm researching topics to do for the podcast and everything I found an EMT, uh, somebody who used to work as an EMT on Twitter, and they were just describing all the stuff they had to deal with in the pandemic alone. Talking stuff outside it, you know, coming to horrible accidents and life life and death situations. And they were like, the stuff you see every day is enough to make you want to um, just off yourself, really. Traumatize you. Yeah, how depressing yeah, it, it is. It's traumatizing. It's like a person going through war. They are dealing with people who are dying pretty much yeah, so insane. when it comes to people not understanding how especially right now during the pandemic people who this is a bit of a tangent but like people who f don't fucking believe that the virus is real i actually want to just do do one like you oh let me tell you um, you have you encountered any people me, that don't I believe in i haven't personally encountered but let me tell you we we talked about mm. um this person on a few weeks ago on the podcast but i want to bring it up again to refresh everybody so um yeah a dentist he's he's at a dentist he's been off and on work because people have come in saying that they don't believe in the virus and say that they have it so then he has to go back home quarantine for two weeks come back into dentistry and this happened twice two times in a row right he did two week quarantine came back to work somebody came in again saying that they don't believe it and they said that they thought i had it so they had to call quarantine again came back again into work third time somebody comes in and said that they hadn't believed about the virus they hadn't believed in the virus and they contracted it so they went home to their mother and their auntie 
the only two family left that, that they had left in the world no their mother and their daughter yeah no mother and daughter i think it was um and they went home they gave the virus to their mother who passed away they gave the virus to their daughter who passed away but all family left is gone mm. and then they've come in and they, they broke down and she was like i was such an idiot for not believing it and like until this happens to those people that is literally the only time you'll see that they'll acknowledge yep. the virus because i've seen it like yes i've probably seen about a thousand different cases already on twitter people saying that i didn't believe in the virus but i lost a loved one and it's now just, i believe in it it's like i could have i think one th- one big thing that it is didn't do it well, yeah, go on. one big thing that it is 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 people experiencing it people around them don't get it people that they don't get it for a while but then when someone does get it they're a bit like oh is it real is it not and then they get it and then it's for sure yeah i have it so they don't have experience of it so they think it's not real it's insane it's so stupid and then um news some like irreputable news sources um one came out and said that somebody died after they got the vaccine but what actually happened was they had coronavirus already then they got the vaccine but it wasn't in time enough to kind of neutralize it so they passed away after they got the vaccine but they already had coronavirus for like a week so it killed them off anyway and it's like all these things trying to like make up media and all that it's like it's so stupid it's the reason why a lot of the world is still in pandemic and it's the reason why new zealand doesn't have to worry about um social distancing or yeah props to their government for, for dealing with it yeah it's insane they they really clamped down on it and they they cleared it out and there's concerts going on there people are hugging and kissing and have you seen it. yeah have oh, you seen man. the co- concerts yeah do you know how jealous i am it's so horrible. Just <laughs> oh, watching man. that like you know even if when i was one yeah. of the people that you know didn't believe in it i'd still like even if i was given the opportunity now to go to one i'd be Just... shitting my pants like i wouldn't want to go near anybody Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'd I'd take the precautions still necessary. I reckon they still have to do certain things to avoid that. But when it comes to the like the the way the government deal dealt with it here is is a bit strange, and the way they're dealing with it right now is strange. But okay. what's your like? When do you think that this will all be completely over, like um, New Zealand? I I think it's going to be another full year before everything is gone full year i think hopefully and this is like this is like the the most hope i've ever had in any (laughs) amount in my life is this july for instance because i mean if if it goes on the decline like the vaccine has started to roll out it's working well apparently against new strains yeah um in america had the first down day i think a few days ago like they were they were just on the up for so long since like december they would just keep going up and, yeah. up and up and up and then only a few days ago they started going down again so i mean it seems do you know the highest number they had one hundred and forty thousand cases in one day i think it was oh my god it's my mom watches That's cnn insane. every day and like every day i see it when i'm walking through the sitting room or when i sit down and pay attention to it they have like 23 million cases or something and they've got oh. one hundred and forty thousand like oh it was the highest god. they got I that's think, at insane time. and it's like oh good god man 
But uh, I mean, America does those massive cities with like populations of literally millions, and you'd understand why big viruses would spread around there because. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's that's the main. That's true. Yeah. If people were just the idiots, they just stayed at home and and quarantined. They'd be done. They'd be out of here like New Zealand. It's not because New Zealand is a smaller country. It's because everybody there is their their restrictions are more severe. Well. Clamping down on people mm, and there. Yeah, go on. I mean, to be fair, being a smaller country, you have less stupid people. You still have yeah, stupid people, but you still have less of them. Yeah, so there's and also New Zealand. Lives. New Zealand is a bunch of like, like separated towns. It's not all in the one place. That's like true. like America, for instance. Yeah, you can give them that if you look at America, like the the population density. That, it's all in these certain places. Russia as well, for instance. And Russia is very um, like city-based. That's true. And on that as well, like having um, you know population density and all that. Yeah, you know America even now probably if you know they went with all the restrictions and there weren't people being idiots, they probably still wouldn't have been out of the pandemic, but they wouldn't be at 140,000 fucking cases in a day. You know. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Smart enough. Yeah. But. Uh, it's insane. It's just, it's very stupid. Um, but didn't Ireland say, wasn't Ireland have the highest rate recently yeah, or something like that? They had the highest I saw it there, like, like of, Ireland one of the lowest to the highest because yeah, of, of our the highest like, Christmas of, season. Um, of uh, infection. They had like the highest infection rate of so far. Jesus in, Christ. In the at a time. And it's like, good God. Um, but yeah, enough about COVID. Let's go back to the last two, the last two morality questions. It was a long tangent. <laughs> All right. Um, so okay. a difficult decision. I'm excited for these now. <laughs> uh, these ones are kind of. Oh wait. Oh no no no. Never mind. Good God, I misread this one. You and your son are prisoners at a concentration <laughs> camp. Your son tried to escape, but was recaptured and sentenced to hang at the gallows. To send a message to all others who may try to escape, the guard orders you to pull the chair out from under your son. If you refuse, the guard will kill your son and another innocent person in the camp. What do you do? Wait, what was it? What? So you can either, personally, you, you'll pull the chair un from underneath your son and then your yeah, son will hang. Under your son. Or if you refuse to do that, your son will end up dying, but then another person, another innocent person, who has done nothing wrong, Will end up dying too. So what do you do? Oh man, there's no escape in that situation. I reckon it'll have to be I pull the chair because yeah, I, it's. I'd say I have to. That's a that's a tough one, and there's no chance of escape at all. It's there a concentration no camp. Those are awful. You know, putting realistically, you're gonna die as well in that. In, that. in the situation, you'd be. Damn, if you yeah, to not do it oh. because you love your son, he's going to end up dying anyway, and then another innocent person is going to die. So I think mm. you'd have to just pull it out from under yourself. Yeah. Just, uh, just pull, pull the chair. Yeah, you'd have to. There, fuck, that's it. <laughs> These are so bad. There. Okay. <laughs> These the are lose-lose every last, time. Last one. Doctor's Dilemma. This one's a doctor-related one. You're a doctor at a top hospital. You have six gravely ill patients. Five of whom urgently need organ transplants. You can't help them because there are no available organs that can be used to save their, life, their lives. However, the sixth patient will die without a particular medicine. If they die, you'll be able to save the other five patients using the organs of patient six. 
what do you do? That's like the train one. That, I reckon it'd have to come to the the one because person you have dying in the, the medicine organs. to save that one person, but then the other five people will die. But if you let the sixth person die, you'll have the organs from the sixth person to distribute amongst the five people, and they'll all survive. So if you don't get, if you don't kill the sixth person, five people will die. Yes, but that means you're actively killing the sixth person. Ah. Uh. So, oh, so you are basically going to jail for that. Yeah, you will act. You will be going to jail. Let's add that if you're if you're having yeah. trouble deciding. If you're, it's too easy, sorry, to decide, then I'll add the the um, the addition that they will find out that you did it and you will be sentenced to a prison sentence for that's ten years, for example. Yeah. Um, you have the medicine. You have everything that's needed to save patient six. Um, uh. but if you don't save them then you get to save five other patients using the organs from patient six the bill why do you do this this is, this is gonna be for sharif and eric i was gonna like you know <laughs> dig him into them and they were gonna be like oh i was like oh yeah i'm gonna what would you reckon they'd say like um for this one i think they'd say save patient six because i think i think now they're probably gonna roast me for this afterwards but i think that they're more hmm. of the option that you you've got to save the person at hand because it's it's you know like like going out of your way to try and kill person six to um save the other five you know and to add you know another uh clause to this per you can like comfortably keep patient six alive they won't die in pain it's more of just like a deterioration thing it won't be a painful death it won't be like they just deteriorated and then in their sleep they pass but yeah you know you'd be killing them well, you're practically still killing them yeah. and like what happens to the five people so you're saving the five people completely yes they but it, in, a, in a sense it's not your fault that these people have this exactly. so it's it can that you can do as much as you can but you're not god hmm. so you can't just get rid of it like that yeah no, do you know what? I'd actually I'd save person six because you can't uh, actively go out of your way to that's, kill one person to save five. I think it's that. Yeah. You know, uh, you have the needed thing for save one definitely, but then you could save the other with the organs of one. But still, it's going out of your way to tamper with the life of one person. Uh, Sixty-four percent said they'd save patient six. Um, 36% say they've um, they'd let patient 6 die and then save the other 5 so mm. yeah it's like with all these that, ones it's it's very hard to it's a dilemma you know we all hope that we're never ever in this situation and I pray that nobody is ever in a difficult situation as this but this probably, hap this probably happens you know a lot of the time to people especially the doctor one I can imagine that one happening a lot more often than not a couple of these were frontline health health yeah. workers, so I mean, yeah, I, you know, I can imagine that that it happened happen. to them a bunch. Yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. Um, to finish, we're going to read some some comments here from people who who took the who took the um, the quiz as well. Does anyone else have okay. the feeling that those who answered with the less acceptable choices are probably the most honest? Would all like to think we'd like to save our niece who can't swim? 
as well or take the blame for hitting a pedestrian but we don't really know what we do until we're in this situation so this person chose to save their own daughter in the um, daughter niece one and chose to blame the other person for hitting a pedestrian instead of um taking the blame because they said that you know we'd actually be a lot more selfish in the situation rather than oh we wouldn't know yeah because we're not in that situation we wouldn't really yeah we wouldn't really have the ability to sit back and go okay this person's dead you know this happened they'd make the snap judgment uh, somebody said that they feel evil after taking it which i mean you can't really <laughs> at the end of the day i think you can't not feel evil <laughs> no i think with this situation the fact that it is sort of like a there is no wrong answer and there is no right one it's something that like you just have to kind of whatever you do in the in, in the instant you have to do it's not a game where you can rewind and choose a different path to see how yeah. it would end up going all of those well a couple of those situations are um high adrenaline situations and i don't think most people don't think in those situations exactly you know it's like a split decision they just go to action and yeah going back to actually the daughter niece one i'd probably still save the daughter it's your own child it's different That's true. but i mean for me i'd save the niece because i don't yeah. think like you know i can take yeah. the responsibility for i would like I, I did think that i can see what you mean i can see what you mean and i think you know yeah. maybe in that situation that's what i would do too but now think about it sitting here in my house safely With without a child or yeah. a niece yeah, yeah. Um, With no children <laughs> yeah you know i'd say that i'd save the niece because i think that i wouldn't be able to somebody somebody's giving me their child their most prized possession to take care of and you know if i lose my child my most prized possession that that's on me mm. for being uh, irresponsible in that moment even though it wasn't really me but you know still irresponsible to the point where i didn't uh, yeah but in a sense like even the the strictest parents are just being responsible uh, well some of them are fucking sadists but a lot of them are just being responsible and just taking just this is how i care for my child i want them to be safe and happy yeah so people are saying that um they'd let the spouse and lover both die because they couldn't give a fuck about <laughs> being cheated on that's um, fucking <laughs> yeah i mean I, won't lie, I did think that at the start, but then I was like, oh, if I'm a paramedic, like, I need to save these know, people's lives. I kind of... Yeah. Of emotion. Oh, man. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, these are just like, it's like moral dilemmas. Choosing what what's, what's good and what's bad is like, you know, you can't really... No, that person was right. You can't, you can't not feel evil in, in yeah. any of these. Any of these. I mean, it, it makes you take a long look at yourself. Like, I'm like, am I really this bad? No. Well, in, in a lot of them anyway, you can't really feel evil. I think the one with the yeah. taking blame on the on the other person, I think that one is definitely like whether you're that is a... good or bad. That one's like straight up. Yeah. Are you a selfish person in that moment? Even if, you know, you can say now, oh, I'm not a selfish person. I'm selfless. It's in that moment that truly, that will truly tell you. Bang, you've just hit the person. The person has come and said, I've hit this person. You go, no, 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 it was me. Yeah. That's no. instinctive. Or yeah. it's or would you be you oh, oh my god oh what do we do oh, yeah okay you oh, know that maybe that's they'll evil let you off. And maybe they'll it's let good you and they're evil you know. in that situation yeah it's in that case i think that's when that's only when you know that if you're a good person or yep. a bad person yeah but that's that's some fucked up stuff we've been going for about half a mm. uh, quarter 45 minutes we've been going for 
Uh, thank you very much, Ryan, for joining me. <laughs> I know I put you through thank the ringer here with these questions. Thank, yeah. <laughs> um, but once again, thank you very much. You have anything to plug? No anything problem. I put in the? I just want to say, like, I just want to say, how are, how are you getting on with, like, all these lockdowns and stuff? Are you are you working or well, anything, or are you just right now? Okay, so I'll tell you how my lockdown it how it started anyway. How it yeah. started was, um, I was we had you know all those classes that we had to attend from the online stuff and we attended the zoom ones yeah the zoom ones <laughs> i did those so that was keeping me busy for the first few months and then after that finished i was kind of in a weird spot where i was like chilling and not doing anything but after three months of that it rotted my brain completely and i was like i can't sit around and do nothing for the next yeah. however long god knows how long i didn't think it would be going this long in the first place anyway and so i was like okay i need to set my mind to something so that's when i started this podcast to you know have something to work on to work towards even if it's not like a proper job or like a you know a job um, yeah but it's still thing. it's something to keep you occupied yeah, exactly. and keep it's you working keep because you working. a lot of people during these quarantines and all this stuff are just not doing anything yeah, exactly. they're not doing anything they're that's literally why, rotting as you said that's why i started this i was like i can't sit around and do yeah. nothing with my brain and nothing with that so i started this that's been keeping me going for the past like what 20 weeks i've been doing this now i think this is episode 20 we're on um 20 is it once a week yeah once a week um that's half a year that's very good yeah, that's so far, very very so good. good a lot um, of people quit within a couple of weeks i mean i did i had a podcast for four episodes <laughs> yeah i was like you know i'm gonna stick to this and the guys have also stick to it as well you know they've been really supportive and really yeah. helped me with it as well so huge shout out to them but like having nothing to do for that time and just being on my phone and then going to my laptop and then I mean, even then, like this this podcast with you, Eric and Sharif is just like, it's just to sit down and talk to each other to know that there are still other humans in this world because with with lockdown here, you can't fucking do anything. That's that's as well. I was like, I haven't verbally talked to anybody in so long, anybody other than my family, of course, in so long. And it's like, I need to talk to somebody. So I set up things. No, on top of this, I've then I've now started looking for jobs as well, because I want extra mm. stuff to keep my mind. Because when I'm not doing the podcast, I'm back to doing nothing, really productive yeah. in my time. So I was like, I need a job. It'll be earning money and I'll be having something productive to do with my time as well. Yeah, I mean, like I'm not. I think if there if the lockdown continues past, like for instance, this summer it continues into the new year again. I think I'll just stay with the job, stay with what I'm doing. And uh, what was I going to say? Do you know what? I, I, I had a really good point and it slipped in my mind. That's right, that's right. Um, <laughs> it's gone. But like, you know, just trying to do something. And I advise everybody out there right now who's listening uh, and who doesn't have anything to do, try anything. Pick up anything. If it's a podcast, you want to start, start one like myself. Um, if it's, you know, you want to start a YouTube channel, do something, anything. Keep your mind occupied because I'm telling you, I was in the worst. I was in the worst mindset. Literally, I was like a zombie, getting up, going on my phone, watching something, watching something. I was like, "What am I doing? I'm wasting my time. I'm not doing anything productive. I'm not learning anything. I'm not doing anything. I need to pick up and I need to start something. Do something with my mind. You know, be active in some way. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it. Really, on my on my side, I've been going good. Yeah. Uh- just trying to ke- keep been keeping myself occupied um just trying to make music trying to make yeah, videos I saw trying that. to do everything putting out a lot of everything. music recently they've all been quite yeah, I've, uh, I've I've uh, to them. album coming out tomorrow <laughs> okay well um is there a yeah. link to that already a pre uh, like a there, w- there will be there's there's a pre-save but i mean it's 
it's it's kind of pointless like it's just gonna be out tomorrow anyway like okay. i um, i'll wait i'll make sure i'll make sure I'll to wait. link that as there's well a bunch of like little details yeah i'll make sure to link that in the description and your youtube as well you're working on that too that's where you're posting all the music as well so yeah at the moment the, the only annoying thing is there's nothing like there's nothing to do outside i can't i ordered a camera recently though it's gonna be so nice can't wait yeah that'd be good um do you have any kind of ideas for like the the for continuing this podcast like what what just to you just want to keep yourself occupied is it or very much so and i've reached out to a lot of other podcast do you have any kind of aspirations with it to um interview them and to talk to them as well mm. and i've got a few people lined up to interview for, for the podcast as well so that's looking good i know a few people that have started the podcast and then dropped them off because maybe they're not they don't have like a set goal for it and at the beginning that was like that too i was like you know let me just but to be fair it's hard it's it hard is, to it speak is. for an hour it is like coming up with stuff every week is is challenging uh, like in lockdown i was surprised that the amount it of stuff is. that was happening for us to talk about you know the next week and the next week and the next week um and even now you know there's still stuff yeah. to talk about i have stuff scheduled for next week planned for next week and the following weeks so it's good to have that oh, all go. down and like, some weeks though you'll come up dry but just yeah. just keep going to be able to keep going so you know yourself anyway like you're doing you said yourself half a year pretty much that's half a year right yeah it's pretty practically half a year a few more 20 weeks, weeks until half so yeah thank you very much ryan for coming on uh, it's been a good thank week thank you to the bill thank sorry you very for putting much. you through the ringer you know first guest first episode well, no do you know what episode. that was entertaining i did absolutely nothing today so that was a bit of entertainment for me that's, that's good to know um once again thank you very much ryan ryan's youtube will be linked down below um so the day this episode goes out actually is the day that the album's out for you right thursday is it tomorrow yeah thursday this episode goes out tomorrow so thursday right oh cool 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 cool. yeah so um yep i'll make sure to link that as well i'll make sure to link the album and i'll make sure I'll to link the youtube your youtube link anyway that's send me the the um the thing on there's not chat. i'll put it on mine as well yeah. okay um once again again thank you very much ryan thank you for listening thank uh, you very very much i hope you all have a good day and i hope to see you again next week Goodbye. <laughs> All right.